fantastic. Right, so today I want to continue from where I stopped last week on the spirit of truth. So this part, which is the second part of the spirit of truth, is um, and is part of the series knowing the Holy Spirit, knowing the Holy Spirit. So I, I've covered a few things about um, about the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is a person, and um, I'm also introducing to us the Holy Spirit as a spirit of truth. It doesn't lie. But before I expound on the Holy Spirit being the spirit of truth who does not lie, I need to first of all help us understand that there are lies in our world. You know, many lies from the enemy, by the enemy, by his agent, by his people, has been considered to be the truth and the reality of situations, circumstances, all of our life in, in our world today. So many people don't even realize that they are walking in a lie. So if we want to help you guys understand that you need to learn how to listen to the Holy Spirit in you, if you're a believer, we need to help you understand that there are lies and help you to also, by the help of the Holy Spirit, identify areas in your life where you might be living a lie. Amen. So that's a reason why uh, what I've been talking about, what I started talking about last week and what I'll be talking about today is trying to lay the foundation for that message about the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, right? And I hope from last week, what I shared with you guys last week, you were able to identify one or two lies in your life that you may not have even seen as lies, right? And then you can start preparing yourself to find out what the truth is and how to walk in the truth in those areas of your life. So last week, I stopped at my introduction uh, talking about um, some societal sources of lie you know uh, i talked about our sexual orientation and i talked about uh marital some marriage marriage related issues or lies and deception you know chemistry and also talked about the fact that um some people consider themselves to be dysfunctional because they come from a dysfunctional home and i said you know i come from a dysfunctional home <clears throat> excuse me and i don't use that as a reason for me to be dysfunctional in my life and in my marriage. And I've come across many people too who came from dysfunctional homes and they are leading good homes, good marriages today, right? So the majority who subscribe to that ideology that they are dysfunctional because they come from dysfunctional home, I was challenging them not to accept that because they can change things. Now, there's no doubt that how we were raised will affect our life in one way or the other but that should not determine our destiny. So the negative way we've been raised should not determine our ultimate end in life. We are people of choice. We are people who have a will. We are people who have God in us in the person of the Holy Ghost. And we can decide, we can design our life, we can design our future by the help of the Holy Ghost. Design it in line. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Design it in line with the word of God. Amen. Amen. I'm getting excited. Okay, let's get this. <laughs> let's keep going. Right. So I try to help us understand that the fact that a the fact that so, a belief is called truth does not mean that it is truth. The fact that the belief is uh, accepted as a truth doesn't mean it's true. So ensure you always investigate who, it, who, who the source of that fact is, especially the ones that can change and influence your life. Amen. Right, so today I want to quickly talk on um, a few other things that are sources of lies. So one thing that stood out to me when I was meditating and preparing for this was a virtual reality. 
metaverse is another one talking about virtual reality. So virtual reality uh, are computer-generated environment with scenes and objects that appear real. Virtual reality is a VRD, we call it virtual reality devices, reality, right? I'm trying to help my, my non-African friends understand um, my words, my vocabulary, right? Like, hey, what do you, what do you say? It's virtual, virtual reality, right? You know those things those guys wear when they go to the shops and, uh, and they, they are jacking, um, playing games. Okay, let me describe it properly. So, have you seen devices that people wear on their head, some headset they wear on their head, and they'll be playing a game, maybe they have a remote control on their other game control in their hand, and as they're playing, you can see them shaking and jacking, you know, and you're thinking, what's wrong with this guy? But that guy is in a different world in his mind, because what he's seeing is a, re is a reality he's responding to. So the person remains in the same position, probably next to you, but they are acting differently. Some are even throwing up because in that device they are wearing on their eyes, right? They, they maybe they're on a roller coaster or they are fighting a demon or fighting the devil or fighting some soldiers or something. But you're looking at them and you're thinking, is everything alright with you? But the only difference between you and them is that they are wearing they're wearing something on their face and they can see different images. But the truth is that in the world you and you and them are. Physically, that is not the reality. But in the world of what they are seeing, that is reality because they are responding to what they can see and they are no longer responding to the reality of where both of you are physically. And that is very similar to the lies and the deception we believe. You know, there are things that pop up in my mind, there are things that pop up in my life, even trying to attack my marriage. And I know that the source of this is there's a switch in my mind to the world of virtual reality from maybe movies that I've seen when I was growing up. So it takes training and I've trained myself and I'm still training myself to be quick to snap out of virtual reality in my marriage, in my finances and many other things, many other areas of my life. So what I'm trying to say is this. So the, the virtual reality concept, the virtual reality concept we see in those devices that are built into those devices, whereby when you wear them, you see something completely different and you respond in line with what you see or what, what is in right in your face, the sounds you can hear. That same concept is built by the enemy into our various lives. Now, the mind is so powerful that you can choose to switch your mind to a virtual world, a world that is not real. Now, we all have a subconscious mind, or somebody call it, um, some people call it a different name. A subconscious mind is that part of your mind that is not conscious, is not, is not a, it doesn't respond to external factors like heat, um, heat, what's this feeling, smell, what you taste, you know, what you hear in a sense. I'm, I need to be very careful how I explain that. I'm trying to do a good job here at the same time. I don't want to stress this too much. Now, your conscious mind responds to things you can touch, the things you can hear, where you go, you know, what you say. You can consciously say certain things. But your subconscious mind is a kind of a program center. Is, is, is that part of your mind the, the, that determines what you do on reflex? So if a situation arises somewhere, how you really ref how you how you how you respond on reflex or by default is a function of sub your subconscious mind. 
Now, one of the reasons why I, I don't go by what I hear Christians say when I ask them questions about their life and when they're trying to tell me about their situation, one of the reasons why I don't go by what people, only by what people tell me is because people in their conscious mind can choose to respond in the way, in a certain way, either to deceive me or tell me the truth. They can choose to. So that's the power of the conscious mind. You can choose. So conscious mind has to do with what you are able to do, how you, are, how you can choose to respond. But how I get the truth about people's lives by the help of the Holy Spirit is to listen for what they are not saying. The cues, the signs, body language. And sometimes I ask them some questions or I pull up some scenarios and how they react tells me more than what they are actually saying. And by, by the reason of skill, I've been able to say things, right, that will make people to say something different from what they just told me. Amen. I remember I was, I was dealing with one single lady. So let me give you an example. I was ministering Christ to a lady one day and she says, give me an example. I was like, oh, okay. I think I need to give more, more example. So I give an example. So this lady said to me that um, her boyfriend have not been touching her sexually. So that's fine. We were having a conversation one day and uh, all of a sudden she just said, but, but why do guys have to always do this? You know, I just want to do this and he's doing this. And I smiled. I was like, I didn't, I didn't comment on that. But I said to myself, but you just told me now that he doesn't touch you sexually and you're wondering why he doesn't want to take your relationship seriously. You're wondering why he doesn't want to, yeah, he doesn't want to commit because you're giving the free stuff. He, what, whatever he, he wants access to, whatever he wants to do with you, he's already doing it. So why do you expect him to commit? Why do you expect him to, be, to I mean, to, to be able to think about a future because he's not in for the long run to some extent. He's, getting, or he's already getting what he wants to get. So from experience and training, right, uh, I can to some extent, you know, um, discern what's going on in single people's relationship, how far they've gone, what's going, what's going right. But, some, but many times, single people will tell me wrong stuff. They, they will not tell me the right stuff. And true skill and training, and by discernment, when I say discernment, by a telling of the Holy Spirit, you know, knowing things in my heart as the Holy Spirit shows me stuff, I can tell how, what is really going on. And sometimes I've had a chance to help some people to see for themselves what they are not telling me, that I know what the truth is. I get it. Does that make any sense? So what I'm trying to say there, even though I'm trying to hold some information back so that I don't reveal people's identity in certain situations, on examples that I give. So what I'm trying to say is this. Now, what is in a, in a person's subconscious mind is the real stuff, is the truth about them. It's not exactly what they are saying in their conscious mind. Right. So taking this back to the virtual reality world. So the world that we live in today, to a very much extent, the enemy has programmed us through movies, through books, through a lot of things that we, even associations, have tried to paint an impression on our subconscious mind. And many of us live in that world of lies that has been painted in our mind. Now, when a child, say a girl, for instance, is raised for marriage in the sense that they've told her your husband would do, okay, now let, put it, let me use a, a negative example. Now, if a girl was raised by a parent, a mother particularly, whose husband cheated on her or whose boyfriend have cheated on her even before she got married. And I've told her that men has come, men are cheat, a man will cheat on you. And the picture has been painted in our mind. I'll tell you one truth. 
even when she's married, <clears throat> the reality she was really living in is not the reality of her husband who is not cheating on her. The reality she'll be living in, which would trigger and determine how she treats her husband, is the programming in her subconscious mind. Men will cheat. Maybe he's cheating. What do I know about him? What do I know? Is, what do I think he's doing? Or what do I know about his movement when he goes to work? And many women in Africa actually believe their husband is cheating. And I can say to you, if you believe in that crap, right, that your man will cheat, do you know what you do? You are most likely, guaranteed, you are most likely going to treat your husband as a man who is cheating. You are most likely going to project that image on him. And if he's not standing his ground very well, firm enough, he will eventually cheat on you. Now, you may say, how does your action affect somebody else's action? <laughs> I want to understand that just the way your mother's action on you is affecting how you're thinking, your action on your spouse can make them to act a certain way. Now, some men may realize that you know, they are acting towards another woman in a funny way or they are not intimate with their wife. There's a problem and they may not be able to know what's going on. But by training, by studying, by observation, I can help many of such men to understand that your wife is casting an impression on you, casting a certain image on you, which is opening the door for the devil to manipulate your mind and to push you out. Many women have pushed their husband out by the reality in their subconscious mind. So when you look at it, I want to let me finish that statement. By the reality in their subconscious mind about a negative perspective about their husband. The same thing happens vice versa. The man casting an image and impression on their wife. Because the thing is this, the way you see a person is the way you will treat them. Yeah, the way you see a person is the way you treat them. Or the way you treat people is a function of how you see them. So you cannot treat people the way you do not see them. Yeah, you cannot treat people the way you see them. And the reason why I'm using that side by side is this. Many times we are not able to interpret our actions. So many times we go by our conscious mind. Like I've given an example of ladies who I've said to them, do you see yourself as a lady of worth, value? A woman what dying for, a woman that what dying for in the sense that a man should be able to go out of his way to say, you know what, this is the woman I want to settle down with. And they said to me, yes. But when I look at the men they surround themselves with, with and the men they are chatting with in the evening, there are men who are not ready to commit, bless you. There are men who are not ready to commit to any form of relationship, serious relationship, long-term relationship. There are men who are saying that the woman should look after the kids why they why they they mess about, mess around. Men who are saying silly and, 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 and dirty stuff. Men who do not regard the institution of marriage. Now, a lady is saying to me that she sees herself as a woman of what? A single lady. But the men she's giving attention to, the men she's inviting, the men she's going on a date with are men who don't see any value in her. So the question is, does she really see a value in herself? But when I ask her, when I ask such girls questions, that do you see yourself as a woman worth dying for, a woman of value? So yes, I am this, I am that. And they can quote scriptures. But their subconscious reaction towards these ungodly and silly guys tells me the reality in their life. And many of us are in all manner of illusion right now in different areas of our lives. And I'm hoping that as I'm calling these things, these things out, the Holy Spirit is helping you to see the areas of your life where you are living in, a, in an illusion, fantasy, 
or in a re- in a negative reality that your parents, your loved ones, the society and movies has programmed in your mind. To a very much extent, except for instances where the man and the woman in the marriage relationship have individual issues, whereby you know, you know, some specific issues that I may not be able to cover here. But to a very much extent, dysfunctional marriages are built on uh, a reality, a negative reality, working the subconscious mind of both parties in the marriage, which they then see as reality. There are things in my mind, in my life that I'm countering, things I'm breaking, there are things I've confronted. You know, I've, I'm working on my mind not to give myself any grounds for adultery. So sometimes some people say that pastors don't share their struggle, but like, let me share some stuff with you. One here, you know, there are convictions I'm giving myself from time to time, and I'm still building them not to give myself any reason to consider adultery in any sense. You know, men, most of the time, we gravitate towards women who gives us some kind of attention, validation, acceptance. Because the truth is this your wife would not always be, will not always give you those kind of praises that you want. Right, some many times, sometimes she may give you the opposite, give you some serious words. She's not, she's not even sensitive as to whether you are vulnerable, you are going through anything. She just talk back. I get to me, and if the enemy puts a good plan for you, the moment you step out, you just meet this sister in the Lord, spiritual woman of God, passionate. I get, and she just said the kind of what you are looking for at that point in time. But that's a momentary thing because there's more to the life of a person than how they act or how they come in a particular situation or they come in in this in a particular scene of your life, right? I've seen Christians who have cheated on their wife because of the praise of people, women. You know, I'm in ministry, and one of the things about ministry, that ministry attracts women a lot, and sometimes women don't. Some women don't know how to draw boundaries, right? And it's not they mean harm, but we live in a world whereby a lot of people are very emotional. And as a pastor, if you don't learn how to stand your ground and build your bound, and build boundaries around these relationships with women, a lot of people will get into your space and you may start you know, doing things you don't want to do with them. And every pastor can confirm this with me. So sometimes when, I'm, when I seem to be very direct, um, people think I'm mean. I'm not mean, but I have to make things very clear. No, don't come near me because we are human beings. We have a flesh. Amen. So, Personally, I have to ensure that I approach all those virtual reality, those reality that in my subconscious mind about women from when I was growing up and how a woman should treat you, how a woman should accept you, right? The kind of things a woman should say. Because they are not real. These things are in movies. So what I'm also trying to say is this. The movies you watch, the kind of movies you love, will program your mind for a reality that is not true. Somebody wrote a script, a director, or a scriptwriter wrote a script. God asked us to act it out. And they show you certain things based on what they want you to see or a storyline. And, you, and you're not asking questions. They tell you they live happily ever after. Seriously? You know, one of the things I say to singles, guys, I didn't prepare for, I, this is not how I planned this service, so just enjoy it. You know, I was saying to my wife and I was thinking, you know, a guy, you met a lady in uni and you move things so quickly. Getting into our life, just get into your life. You don't know our family. You don't know who she is. You don't know where she comes from. Both of you love each other on campus. And you guys are taking things to the next level of courting or getting married. And that's when you're not beginning to know our family, the kind of family she comes from. The form of alliance she has with her mother, who is very ungodly. 
Guys, man, I'll tell you, we are the ones who put ourselves in unnecessary problem because we are not thinking. Because the lady seems to tick all the boxes based on the illusion that's painted in your mind, you think that's all the reality. Do you know there are scenarios you must play with? You, you must you must play with women before you uh, with a lady. So I don't so that I don't give people excuses to date many women. There are scenarios you have to play with a girl before you commit. There are questions you gotta ask. There are ways you gotta look at things. Yes, I'll tell you, a woman can a woman <laughs> if you marry the wrong woman, the wrong person. I'm and I'm not trying to say some people are wrong or some people are right for you. But if you're wrong, if you if you marry if you marry wrongly, maybe that's a better way. It can truncate your destiny. It can mess up your life big time. A woman can frustrate your ministry. See, I've seen women who said, "I'm for ministry. I'm passionate." You know, and people will say, "We agreed." I'm thinking, in their conscious mind, they agreed with you, but in their subconscious mind, is that their reality? You say things when they are not expecting. You you observe. You watch. You listen. You know where you are going. Most men don't even know where they are going. They don't have a picture of what a sound marriage should look like. So they don't listen. They are just looking at the fine body. Should I tell you, another, tell you another truth? You know, one of the programming in my mind is this. You know, when you see some ships, right? You just say, you know, in 40 years time, what would this ship look like? Because that ship will no longer look that way in 40 years time. This, this is real Christianity, right? So we used to, we used to like that person. And what somebody said, they said, you know what, when you are not sleeping with that body, because you think that person is a body and there's more to a person than a body, you will live with them. You know, husband and wife, all they do in marriage is not sleeping with each other. Get it right. There's a lot of reality stuff behind this. You live with them. You make decisions together. About your job, about your finances, about relationships in your life. So this is a masterclass on Lies, deceptions, and truth. Questions. So virtual reality. So many of us are living in a virtual world as we go about our life. You know, we are responding to something programmed in our mind, a lie programmed in our mind. But that's not reality. And it's going to take a lot of effort, studying, reading, working with the right people, asking questions, having the right conversations to break some strongholds in our hearts, in our minds. You know, as I am on this journey myself, I was shocked as to how much negative reality has been programmed in my subconscious mind about different things. Expectations about my spouse, expectations about my finances, expectations about people. The people want is one who shocked me most. You know, let's not go there. Praise God. <clears throat> now, so a few things I want to call out about people, right? Uh, you must bear this in mind. People naturally are selfish naturally, naturally are selfish and self-centered, naturally, right? And when I say someone is selfish, what I mean is this, people natural, naturally will not will, uh, lack consideration for other people and they are, uh, they are chiefly concerned about personal pleasure or profit, naturally, and I'm not saying all people, but we are all naturally selfish. Shall I give you a clue? When a photograph, a group photograph is handed over to you, and you know, whereby you are also in the picture. Whose picture do you look out for first? Yourself. Myself. <laughs> I've had instances where I take several pictures of myself and my wife. Because I do photography. I used to do for professional photography 
before I quit and give care, I mean, give myself to more things that are more strategic in terms of business and stuff like that. I'm not saying that photography is not strategic, but for what I do is quite strategic. So we can go into that debate, whatever. Right. Um, so I, I'm able to do, um, what's it called? Professional selfie, let me put it that way, right? Set the camera, get the lighting right. And many of the pictures you see us take, even the ones you see on my Facebook today, I, you know, this was a selfie. I didn't get a photographer to do all of that. Now, there are instances whereby I want to post a picture on social media. <clears throat> Pray for me as I, as I say this, because I don't know what will become of my marriage after this. Right, I want to post something on social media. And to me, the picture is nice. You know why? Because I'm looking nice in it. And my wife was like, that's not nice. Why? Because she's not looking for any of that particular one. And we'll go through about 10 pictures and then we have to ha kind of meet in the middle because the ones that I look fine, maybe something is not looking too fine. Maybe her hand was, her shoulder was up, higher up a little bit. And the one she's looking fine in it, I'm looking like, I'm looking away. I, so naturally, we are self-centered. And this we must bear in mind. And the reason is this. People's level of self-centeredness or selfishness vary. Some people are so heightened. And also, where areas, it, there are different areas where people are self-centered and, self and selfish. And these areas, some of them are life-impacting, more life-impacting than the other ones. So, marriage has been my, my go-to go example today. Now, a person, a guy for instance, because... Because he wants, he does, he wants to do ministry in a sense, and he doesn't want to walk. Maybe he believes that you know ministers should not walk. Ministers should just preach the gospel, right? Might be looking for a woman who is hardworking, financially successful to marry, because he does not want to have any financial obligation. So he will be looking for a woman to marry because he wants to. He, he does not want to be responsible financially, right? And if the girl was not a good listener and to watch the guy and question the guy about his sense of finances, right? Because the guy is passionate, charismatic, the Lord is good, praise the Lord, and can speak all those kind of nonsense English, right? She didn't get married to this guy. They get married and all this guy just wants to do is read the Bible and go and preach. Now, somebody may say, am I, am I not speaking against ministry? I'm not. I'm telling you practical. I'm giving you practical Christianity. So when a man tells you he's going to full-time ministry and it's not going to work, right? You better run. You better run because in every way, in each way, a man must work. So it's, if he has a good robot plan to sell his ministry product, he's got to show you the plan to sell it. See, I've seen how many men of God that I respect today, whose fathers, who have gone into manipulative Christianity, manipulating people to cough money out of their pocket. They started well, and where they are today, they seem to have all of the effect. But I tell you the truth, if they should change their message and preach the true gospel, many of them will be broke in no time. Because with all due respect, they do not understand how money works. And the side thing on the other side is that some few of them too understand how money works, but they become covetous. Even though they make a lot of money, because they, at some point in time, when they realize that preaching the gospel is not to make money, they started uh, siphoning money out of people's pockets with fake prophecies and false teaching, tightening, tightening, tight manipulated messages. See, I give to my, because I'm pastor, I give tithes to my church and I give offering, 
right? So don't think I'm trying to attack Titan and offering, right? But I'm talking about men who do not, who did not start with the truth of the gospel. I work nine to five and I'm learning business. I don't want to go into details of things I'm doing behind the scenes, right? As to how to ensure that financially, my wife, my family, we are secure financially to a very much extent. God is our source, but I don't depend on people. Right? God is our source, but I don't depend on people. I don't hope or plan to take a penny from the church. So I am working hard because when you're, not, I'm going to go back to what I, talking, what I was talking about. Now, when you depend on the church for your income, right, and you start touching on some truth, in the world we are today where there's so much lies and deception, people will begin to threaten you with their tight. They want to pull out. And whether you want to believe it or not, pastors can compromise when they realize that if they should say certain things, it will affect some people in the church and they may leave. So they will not share them. So because of that and many other instances, I make it my own duty to ensure that I do not look up to church or plan to look at church for money in the future for any reason. I am responsible and accountable for the finances of my family. If it's only 20 or 30 people members and I can pastor very well and uh, my finances or our savings things can look after in terms of facility and things, I will stick to that. So this is church on another level. Because I'm not going to turn to become those one of those people who become covetous and are talking about buying private jelly, all manner of lies and demonic things that men of God do today. Am I attacking the church of men of God? No. I'm trying to tell you that I'm a pastor and I know the truth and I choose to live by the truth. Amen. Praise the Lord. You guys give me an extra six minutes. Thank you. God bless you. You're so generous. Fine. Right. So I was talking about uh, the singles now. If the guy says, you know, uh, I just want to do ministry. I just want to do blah, blah. You better run because you guys will suffer. Because the truth is not something that people pay for. People don't like the truth. Naturally, we don't like the truth. Naturally, we are self-centered, self-selfish. That people like tell the truth, they run away for another six months until they enter one problem, deep problems. There are people around me today that <clears throat> they have never for a second, okay, I think one I've done, or let me just put it that way. They don't do the things I suggest the truth. They run away. And I know of at least a few of them that I deep, deep, deep down in deep problems and have not made any progress in life so so to say, because they will never hear the truth. They rather will subscribe to the lie that will take them deep down into bondage. Have we read John 8, 32 saying, you sh- Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So if the truth makes people free, so what does lie and deception do? They keep people in bondage. So singles, get your facts right. Don't go by emotions. And that's why if you have an auntie who is always pressuring you to bring husband home to get married, you want to stay away from that auntie. See, friends, your life is your own. You are responsible and accountable for your own life. Amen. So people are naturally and, and naturally self-centered. And I said that in different areas of life, people's self-centeredness can be more life-impacting in one area than the other. So let us be cautious. Let us be careful with our lives. The Bible says in the book of James 3, 16, so where there's selfish amb- ambition, when there's envy and selfish ambition or self-seeking, it said there's confusion and every evil work. You cannot know the mind of people, people 
It's only the Spirit of truth, the Holy Ghost, who can help you to, you know, discern what is people's intention. Many women or men today have married wrongly because the person that they marry deceived them into it. You know, they put their best foot forward, but they never saw the backside of things. And I'm not saying that's the reason why many marriages are not working. Many marriages today are not working too because the two parties in the marriage are in the in a la 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 land, having a false expectation, a silly, ungodly expectation of how their spouse should be behaving. Many of us do not even understand what marriage truly is or how marriage will function because we don't read, we don't study. And even the books some of us read are mills and booms and some magazines about marriage and how marriage should look like. Many of us don't go back to the root, to the source of marriage. Guys, listen to me. When a guy gives me a long list of things he wants in a woman, I challenge them. Right? Because the question is this. You are, or even women, you are, this is what you are looking for in a woman. And I'm not talking about some godly non-negotiables. But if you are looking for a woman who is made perfect, so the question is, what value will you have to the person's life? That's the question. You are looking for a woman who is perfect, or you're looking for a man who is perfect. So what value will you have to their life? So you are looking for a man and a woman that somebody has, you know, God has worked on, they are perfect. So of what value will you be in their life? Because how the world and society has programmed us up for marriage is to go and get something, what you can get. But do you guys think about what do I want to give? Who do I want to help? And I'm not talking about this wrong ideology that you are a helpmate for the lady. You are a helpmate. You are looking for a man that you help his destiny. What about your own purpose? Does that mean that if you're not married, before Christ comes, you, you, you will not fulfill God's plan and purpose for your life? Have you not read in the book of 2 Corinthians 5, 14 and 15 that uh, you who Christ died for should no longer live for yourself, but for Christ, should live for Christ who died for you, who gave himself for you? Have you not read in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 that you are you, not the man, you, the woman, male and female. We are all God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works which he has prepared in advance for us to work in them. So all this nonsense about I am the helpmate, I'm the, the man must have a work, I am the... Where is your own purpose? Time will not allow me to really, to really dissect that word. Now, the woman will help the man, you know, in marriage. But I'm saying that scripturally, in the New Testament, the man and the woman have a purpose in Christ Jesus. And a marriage in the New Testament is a man and woman coming together to fulfill an agenda of God. By privilege, God has made the man to be the head of his home, to protect. Is a, see, to be a husband is a privilege to show, to demonstrate, to practice how to live the Christian life. The Christ life. To love a woman, we may not, we may not seem lovable. Aha. We just caught ourselves there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay. Because of my time, I'll not go too far into that. I have two minutes to go. Virtual reality. So people are self-centered, naturally selfish, naturally self-centered. So we must bear that in mind. Not that we go witch hunting, saying, what is this person looking for? What is this person looking for? But we must learn to listen. We must learn to listen to the Holy Ghost on the inside of us. Who will be telling you the truth about situation? See, don't ignore, neglect the truth of the Holy Ghost in your heart because of what you can see or because of what somebody has taught you. See, one of the beautiful things about Christianity is this. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will tell you the truth, show you the truth about a situation. Many times we are not able to articulate it because we, our mind has not been educated. In the truth. 
but our emotions have been educated in a lie. So in as much as your emotions are telling you something lying, something that is not true, right? But there's someone on the inside of you telling you the truth. Even though what you can see is also different. So there are three, dele- three situations here. You can see something which seems to be perfect. Your emotions even telling you that this is how I do. No, the God has answered your prayer. But the one on the inside of you saying, saying to you, no, that's not right. Amen. Uh, please bear in mind that um, not everything that is said to be science is science. Amen. Not everything that is said to be science is science. Bear this in mind. Businesses, government, who have an agenda, will manipulate data available to you and make them to say what they want you to hear. A government will use social media to communicate a message to you, construct a messaging to make you think and believe what they want you to hear. So if you can understand that at the root of all things, people are self-centered and you are trained not to be suspicious of people, but to listen to the Holy Ghost, it will be difficult for you to be deceived. Friends, we must learn not to be desperate about any situation. Because when you are in a state of desperation, you are not thinking properly and anyone can manipulate you. Amen. So not everything you heard about COVID is correct. Not everything you heard about some diseases and sicknesses is correct. Not everything you hear about financial situation or economy is correct. Some royal families, I'm not saying the royal family in England, some royal families, because I read it a bit wide when it comes to royal families across the globe. Some royal families, some politicians, some government people, right, will... There's a way they will they manipulate economic messaging to make majority to act in a particular direction so that they can profit from them. I've been in business of business world for some time and I know some things that happen behind the scenes. So you gotta be careful. Thank God we're in England whereby some investigation is done and stuff like that. You know, thank us from the laws and the, some laws and you know in, in in England, but yet some of some people still break through, they still break those um laws and sometimes they seem to get away with it because there's corruption everywhere in the world bear that in mind corruption is not only in africa it's everywhere in the world because human beings are flawed amen so be careful we will watch the news you watch be very careful you know all of those politics one party against another party be very careful human beings are bloody natural human beings ungodly people are bloody liars jesus said in john 8 44 that human beings would not believe are liars you know the, the Bible tells on Ephesians chapter 2 that, um, you know, the prince of the power of the hair walks in the mind of the children of disobedience. The prince of the power of the hair, here we're talking about the prince of the atmosphere. Satan walks in people's mind. Just the way sometimes he tries to deceive you and I. That's the same, that's the same way it deceives and leads ungodly people in darkness. And that lie and deception is the reality of many of those people's lives. Amen. Praise God. I hope that blesses you guys. Uh, please connect with us on Wednesday for Transformers Connect and watch us for our podcast on Thursday. Uh, watch us for updates on the conference. Watch out for yeah for other messaging from us. A few things are going on on in Transformers Church at the moment to be a blessing to you guys. 
All right. Uh, thanks for connecting with us this morning. I hope this blesses you. And uh, we look forward to connecting with you during the week. And we look forward to your feedback, your responses. If this has blessed you, share with someone. You know, use this. It can use it as a tool of conversation with your friends. And then um, just bounce ideas on one another. Expose and try to expose areas where you may be going through. Uh, you may be living in a virtual world as opposed to the world of reality. Yeah, so if you want to find out reality, reality is in the word of God. So stick to what the word of God is saying to you, regardless of what you think or what you see and or what you feel. And um, because we are focusing on the spirit of truth, I say to you, you know, don't ignore the warning signs of the Holy Ghost in your heart because it will never deceive you. God bless you guys. Enjoy the rest of your day.